I didn't see you there. Welcome back to the Terrible Warriors. I'm the guy who introduces the show now for some reason. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but I'm Justin Eacock. And I thought at the end of the year, we would do a little something different. We wouldn't play any games, but we would just drink whiskey. Can we play reindeer games? I just uh, to know what there, those isn't were. Isn't that a movie? Isn't there a movie called Reindeer Games? That is a movie. Let's watch Reindeer Games. Uh, okay, well, this went <laughs> off the rails already, so you know it's a Terrible Warrior episode. It's a Christmas <laughs> movie, right? Uh, is it? I don't know. It's not. I it's super not. We've already done part one. You heard it last week, and now this is part two. I've got a completely different selection of Terrible Warriors around the table and other messages from people who couldn't make it today. We'll get to those as well as letters from listeners that were sent in. So starting first in the studio here in uh, Toronto, uh, joining me, I've got uh, uh, on my left. Ori Faulkner. How's it going, everybody? And across the table. Hey, everybody. It's Cassidy 20 Love Chew. What's up? And coming in from Skype, (laughs) uh, we've got uh, the Birdman himself. Word up, motherfuckers! (laughs) <laughs> and from our Edmonton crew, uh, you two can just rock, paper, scissors on who says first. <laughs> they're actually doing it. They're actually they're not even in the same room. I'm waiting for Wes. He's waiting for me. Wes, you go first. We'll do it like we do on the show. Okay, fair enough. Hi, guys. Uh, live from a parking lot in Wetaskiwin, Alberta, Canada. Uh, I'm currently on work, so hopefully nobody poops in my parking lot today. <laughs> and uh, no our last member rounding out the table tonight. Hi, it's Shane Fitzgerald from the Edmonton crew, just enjoying my Christmas vacation, hanging out with my homeboy, Frank West. Oh, nice. Sweet. That game is terrible! Which one? <laughs> Which one? Which one? Dead Rising 4. 4? Is it bad? It's like getting fucked by a porcupine. That makes me really Aww. sad. Good, actually. it should make you depressed. It does. It Tis does. the season. Now, really? it's a fireside that's, chat, so there is actually a really fire. Yeah, I, a, I, I left the a... fire going on Thursday, oh. I think it got a little out of control so we'll just uh we'll just close the door everything's fine everything's the fine fire of 2016. This, is, this is fine uh, yeah i don't know if that's the did warmth you take the, did you take the plastic logs from the fake fireplace and put them in the real fireplace because that's not what the color of smoke should be that would, that that would, that would the explain fumes. the fumes yeah. hey! <laughs> we're on the same wavelength. I don't know it's if good that's good thing you're on that side of the window today. So so we're, we're so that is definitely the warmth of the fire past and not of the warmth of the fire yet to come. Is 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 that is that I'm only concerned with the fire of present. <laughs> yeah. That's that's usually the one that scares me the most. So uh how uh, the last fireside chat I had uh, uh, had the terrible warriors. We just talked about the games that we enjoyed playing this past year and stuff we want to do in the next year. It, this is I mean, there's no format. We're just uh, filling an hour. I just didn't want to release nothing today. It's Boxing Day in Canada, so you can guarantee uh, if you're listening to this on the 26th, it is a miracle that I was able to find myself at a computer uh, sober enough to post this out. So here we are. True. I'm sitting at home with no pants on, drinking eggnog while my wife deals with the other side of the family that I don't like. It's a good day. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. (laughs) Uh, why don't we Isn't start... that the spirit of the season? And, yes. Well, yeah. That's what the holidays are all about. That is the reason for the season. This yeah. is also the first time we've had <laughs> members of uh, uh, with Shane and Wes uh, and and Dodd, Ori, Cassie. Uh, the, the we've never all been together uh, on the same show. Certainly, the Edmonton crew and the Toronto crew haven't, with the exception of Derek, we haven't really had any uh, any crossover moments. So uh, we've had Cam. Didn't I? Just kind of cool. Wasn't I on the uh, the Star Wars one? Wasn't that a? Yeah, we yeah. had Shane on Star Wars. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 
and, and we've had Cam on on or Ghostbusters. I was a gonk droid who was nobly sacrificed by Mike Dodd. Who? Uh, <laughs> oh, you guys killed off the gonk? No, no. In oh. fact, that episode has already aired now. Uh, oh, by oh. the time you're listening to this episode, uh, the gonk droid, uh, his body, his shell is being rebuilt but before he died he uploaded his his programming Ori that you put him, made him super smart he was able to upload his his his, his programming to the Bilal and is now like our built in AI pilot Oh shit! And, okay. Like, the gonk is flying the ship. Now. I remember making him. <laughs> I, I remember making ship him into the right war. We're 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 oh, pretty yeah, sure that go. he's going to end up being Julian's assassin droid from the Leviathan series. Since we know that this game <laughs> takes place before that and is now part of the canon, I'm almost absolutely convinced that Shane's gonk is Julian's assassin droid. Nice. Uh, oh god! I'm Anakin the Julian Starfleet. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this is what I'm reduced to. So we, uh, uh, we we just wrapped up Star Wars. We had uh, what were some of your uh, well shame? We were just talking about you. Other than uh, your your role as the Gonk, uh, what was it like being on the Terrible Warriors for the first year? Oh, it, I just got to say it's been an incredible experience, and I may get a little bit uh, <laughs> I may get a little bit deep because this has been just in some ways it's been a hell of a year for me, In other ways it's been a year from hell for me. Uh, like I've dealt with a lot of personal difficulties. I've dealt with like just a lot of stuff that some of you, some stuff you guys know about some I've, you know, chosen to keep to myself, but I can honestly say that being a part of the terrible warriors after listening to you guys for like four years now, it's been an absolute honor. It's just been an, it's just been a fantastic time. Like, uh, getting to play games run by Derek, uh, getting to hang out with you guys over Skype, just get to know you all as friends, uh, meeting up with uh, Cassie and Julian and uh, Big Mike at Con Bravo. It's the first Con Bravo I've been to since 2012. Uh, wow. It's just, been, it's just been an incredible time. And knowing that three of our campaigns, uh, including our very first campaign, Night Bane, made the top 10 campaigns of 2016 for Terrible Warriors is just it's awesome. It's mind-blowing. But yeah, I've had an absolutely fantastic time, even if even if most of my moments of glory are tainted in one way or another. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Taint. (laughs) I think the biggest example of that would be uh, getting the the winning kill on the Necromancer in, in Pugmire and just and Derek's response is, "You killed my kitty." <laughs> like, yeah, that's thanks right. a lot, you bastard. He specifically made my purpose in life to kill a necromancer. I kill a necromancer, and then I get guilt. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, it, you know, it wasn't your fault that Derek decided to base his necromancer off of his real life cat. Uh, yeah, basic <laughs> characters off of people you know in real life is always a slippery slope because then you have an emotional connection to them, which is always a pain in the ass. I wasn't surprised at all that that three of your campaigns uh, were were among our uh, top most listened to campaigns of the year because uh, sitting here editing the shows and putting them out, I can't wait to put out those releases on the Thursdays uh, between. Uh, uh, 
what you guys just did in Suicide Squad and your pickup games with Lasers and Feelings and Deadlands and then all the nonsense that came in before that, it seemed like from day one, your crew formed out of the ether, uh, just hit the ground running. Uh, you have been nothing but laughs and nothing but great stories. The chemistry sounds like you're having so much fun. And that's that's like the whole point of the show is to just listen in on people having fun while they're playing games and uh, and, and capturing you know what 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 that's like to uh, sit around the table and and play RPGs, and I, I can't think of another group other than ours <laughs> over here in Toronto that that represents that as well as, as as what you guys have done. So congratulations, you've you've done a well job. Welcome to the crew. You 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 you've hey. done a really nice job. Um, Thank you all very much. Uh, I will say that it is pretty awesome how we managed to have such great chemistry right out of the gate. It just seems like all of our characters just mesh really well in a social sense. And uh, going back to the Night Bane game uh, for a second, it the moment I realized that I was going to have a hell of a great time being part of the Terrible Warriors was on the ride home from that Night Bane game and realizing that in that first episode, I was essentially Tom Hanks from Aces of Monsters. Because what happened was when we were having that first conversation, I basically acted like I had killed someone and not and not realize it like I had a psychotic episode and basically my character was like Tom Hanks on the phone and made some monsters going I think I killed somebody I know I killed somebody it's just just this like really it's supposed to be like this really like emotional moment and it just came off as like really stupid <laughs> so let's let's uh, turn the tables back here into the studio here in Toronto with Ori and Cassie. Whoa, um, hello, we're here. You, uh, you had you had different games. Uh, what were what were some of your favorite moments uh, of this year? Uh, I know, Ori, you weren't in as many, but we had Julian on yesterday, and he was on even less. And um, really, uh, I, I think Julian only did like two games this year, didn't he, or three? Oh, really? Maybe. Yeah, I didn't so, know that. Well, uh, between that and use your words, he just hasn't really had the time. And, yeah, like, starting yeah. his own company. Yeah, yeah I've I've had similar. Uh, uh, busyness creeping up on me, especially in the later half of this year, so uh, I can relate to that. Um, but yeah. Uh, this was the year that brought us Power Rangers, though. Yeah. That's all? Yeah. yeah. And that was yes. your theme song. Yes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I, I remember I recorded I think that a while and, and also Julian deserve another round of applause for that awesome theme song. Oh, for thank sure. you. Which is just Woo! as epic as any Power Rangers theme song has ever been. Oh, man. This is what I mean, though. When I listen to your game, Shane uh, and Wes, uh, out in Edmonton, I listen to the Night uh, to the night Watch theme from uh, Power Rangers. There are moments in this show that I wish were real shows. Like, like, <laughs> like, it wasn't just a tabletop campaign, but that I could actually turn on my TV and watch the adventures of Change in Stone. Oh, um, God, that was so right? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even in that, but I listened to it, and it's, like, amazing. It's, like, the smallest All these fleshed-out characters. Plays exactly like Supernatural. The West, they carried it beautifully. Yeah, I mean, we, we between yeah, all, all all the different recurring characters that kept showing up and the villains. Like there were characters there that make you think of um, uh, 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 Castiel and uh, uh, oh, uh, fucking the bad guy. I can't remember his name now. King of Hell. Uh, from Supernatural. Oh, uh, Crowley. Crowley, yeah, exactly. The Crowley kind of character I, who just keeps showing up Crowley. and just disturbing shit every time you see him on screen. And, uh, and that was like your, um, uh, uh, yeah, you had, you had, it was, baby. 
Great TV I'm show. I'm just start yeah, yeah. randomly naming characters from Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Asmodan, yeah, the Butcher. You know, I got to get one of these when, right. Uh, when uh, Sam and Dean have to fight um, uh, Deckard Cain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a Herodric episode. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. This year's <laughs> this year's been pretty fun. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember. We started it with the Fury Road at That's the very right. beginning of the year. So that was the first one. That was that was that year? was like near the beginning of the year. Yeah, uh, we okay. recorded that around March. Yeah, I had a lot of fun in that one. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cassie got to play an actual badass. I did. Like, throughout the I got whole to thing. I got to punch lots of things. You sure did. What was I the got... line? Uh, uh, Punch first, ask questions while punching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you learned well, Cass. <laughs> it's like, how hard could be I more punch? removed from your Pokemon character, I, right? Yeah. Like, you've now just come around to like, no, I'm just going to play the fighter right at the beginning. I've, I've decided I like to punch things. <laughs> you were so serious. The only one who took Power Rangers seriously. <laughs> we were all goofing around in Power Rangers, and you're going like, don't you realize what is going on? Stop being children. <laughs> Like, it's like we, she picks up the gun, shoots Gary Oak, and it's like, well, I'm done with this. I'm just going to punch people now. Yeah, now I'm just going to punch. She's got a taste for blood now. It's like, why not do both? Maybe maybe uh, my next character, I'm going to start punching people with bullets. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're just doing Take it. Take the bullet gun out of the gun. You the just gun. toss a bullet up in the <laughs> and air just and like, like, punch it at people. Yeah. Actually, shit. <laughs> she just, just like, we're doing a ruby setting now, and now I am just, now I am just, uh... Uh, Yang with, yes. with with like the gun gauntlets where she just punches things and bullets come out. Why aren't they it's called awesome. gauntlets? They they actually they have a they have a they have a name. Each of the characters' weapons have like a really fancy name. Like Ruby's weapon is called the Crescent Rose. Oh, okay. And I don't remember. Uh, it was like the. In a world where Enter the Gungeon is a game, there's no okay. point in even doing bullet puns anymore because they like did <laughs> yeah. them all in They've one turn. They've all of them. You're talking about Yang's weapon? Yeah. What was it uh, called? The, the Ember, uh, Ember, the Ember Celica? Yeah, Ember Celica. Dang. Celica. Yeah. Look at these lore masters over here. Dude, <laughs> it's such a great show. <laughs> it is such also, a good show. It is a really good show. Also, I'm behind on it. I have to say that it, but... any, any combination of Cassie Chu and Barbara Dunkelman is a credit to Oh my goodness, how much I would love to work with Barbara, Barbara Dunkelman. I like her a lot. She's pretty fantastic. Actually, I've had you wouldn't the... wouldn't even uh... need guns. You just pun the enemies to death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've actually, like, I've had the opportunity to meet her. She's quite lovely. She used to be um, part of the Rooster Teeth Toronto community. Um, and what was so instrumental in organizing you know meetups and things like that um and like just being part of the community in general that rooster t just straight up hired them or hired her i should say Buh. i'm a little sleepy it's the eggnog we, we, we haven't been sleeping right all this holiday season yep standing in line for video games but yeah so digital, uh, bro. Digital. What's wrong with you? Storefronts. Go to A and C. Look when look. you get the chance. Oh yeah, just shoutouts to A and C Games because they're awesome. <laughs> Actually, yeah, they, they yeah helped they, us out a little. They helped us out a lot with the with five minute dungeon and yes. uh, yeah, and yeah. They were really lovely, uh, letting us film there. Their location is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. Yeah, hopefully there maybe there'll be something in the new year and we can we can do more stuff with them because yeah. uh, like I've been I've been fans I've been fans and friends with them, the owners of that store from like. 
back before I knew any of you uh, when I was a fan of Pure Ownage and, oh, and, yeah. wor- and working wow. on their web series, the yep. uh, the Eight Brit War. Uh, I, I I helped with that crew, and we did we did some film shooting at ANC, and and I there's a shot of me uh, with a, a a Sega Zapper and Gar with a his uh, Nintendo. Um, that would be the Damn. Menacer. Yeah, I yeah, 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 the Menacer, <laughs> the Zapper. Uh, Unless well, it's a Master System. Well, obviously, thing, I just I, I don't know what the name of like, it is. I want to I, I want to act like I care, but I don't. No one does. Oh, care. That's it's not fine. true. That's not true, Rory. I care. Yay. In my heart, as much in my heart as I care. Take that, Dad. Well, a person cared. Uh, so, Dodd, you've been, you've been pretty quiet uh, here. I want to bring you in. Um, looking back, I, I mean, I just put out the Ghostbusters Now Hiring episode today and, and, and hearing how much fun you had on there and what we did with Star Wars and... Um, uh, you know, I, I I know like like you've had a rough year and and like Shane's had a rough year. We've all we've all been like battling our own real life shit, and yet we've had terrible warriors. We've had these games to to run to. Uh, what has been a good memory from this show? Well, uh, kind of looking back on, it, I mean, this year, yeah, like you said, it's been rough. I mean, I lost my mother in May of this year. And at that time, I was starting to plan out Ravenloft and Ghostbusters. And if it wasn't for the show, I don't know whether I would have maintained a lot of my sanity just because I didn't have that place to retreat to because where I live right now, I'm very isolated. So I don't get a chance to play a lot of tabletop. So having the show to fall back on was a tremendous boon for me as this was my first year I've missed Com Bravo due to health com- complications. So having the show there as sort of a release for my creative outlets has definitely been a bonus for me i'm also discovering too that for a long time on the show i mean i i've said i'm not a very creative person i'm not like steve i'm not a writer i'm kind of discovering maybe i am because i get a lot of really good feedback from people people saying oh my god that was amazing i didn't see that coming and we have moments through Ravenloft. We have moments through uh, even Dead by Dawn's Light, which I think should be finishing up in the new year, where people are experiencing genuine moments of fear, dread, actual horror. I've had people cry in games. Obviously, we've all shared laughs and everything. But the fact that I'm able to pull that emotional response out of people means maybe I should be giving myself a little bit more credit than what I think I'm actually capable of. Here, here, here. Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I, I had I so much this. fun. In every single game I've listened to you, uh, I've listened to you DM. Uh, well, almost every single game. Uh, you seem to have a knack for just tapping into fear. Even with games like, uh, even with the Pathfinder game, you had a knack for just kind of getting under people's skin. Oh, God, those fucking nightmares. Yes. Yeah, the whispers in my voice uh, when it was affecting my cleric. I mean, Dodd, uh, I mentioned this in our Embers of the Jedi debrief, but um, I'll say it again here. um, You take a lot of your games and you cross them over into other properties like with uh, Star Wars going over to the alien universe and uh, and the end of Ghostbusters uh, with with its uh, special character in the final episode you, um, you 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 bring them together and yet when it happens it doesn't feel like 
fan fiction. It doesn't feel hokey. It doesn't feel like you're throwing it in just for fan service. It's like, yeah, okay, that makes perfect sense. Uh, you wouldn't have done Doctor Who with Star Wars, but it works with Ghostbusters. You wouldn't do Aliens uh, in Ghostbusters, but it works with Star Wars. And you you, you have a, a knack of figuring out which ingredients go well together. And, and just because you're not creating original worlds like what Steve does um, doesn't make you any less creative in being able to take those other stories and and mix them into an entirely new color. And, uh, and that's been real fun as a player going like, okay, this is a Mike Dodd game, so there's no way I can predict what's going to happen next. Yeah, like, it's something that, like, I like being able to cross over genres, and I'll actually sit there and argue with myself, does this creatively make sense? And I'll sit there and I'll cross-reference the lore back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm glad it's worked out. Actually, one experiment this year, because one of the worlds I've always been terrified to play in, because the lore is so deep and so rich, is Dungeons and Dragons, especially Ravenloft. So this was a year of saying, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to try it and see what happens. And it wasn't until the community manager for D&D, Greg Tito, or Tito, I can't remember how to pronounce his last name, had said to me, take what you want throughout the rest. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the beauty of Star of, of Dungeons and Dragons versus taking something from, like, a cinematic universe. There's always been just enough gray area in the D&D lore, and it's just assumed when you're running a game, that is your world, and you can do whatever you want. If you only yeah. care about this part of the Pantheon, you want to ignore all the other stuff, that's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, like, because with D&D, you look at stuff like Forgotten Realms and Greyhawk. I mean, do I want to talk about the War of the Lands? Do I want to talk about Riceland? Do I want to talk about all these big things? Do I want to talk about Dritz to Orden? No, because I don't know about that shit, and I want to make this my world. And I think Ravenloft has proven I can take the elements that make Ravenloft spooky, gothic, strahd. Yeah. There you go. I've never read that. the Ravenloft books, but when I play in your game, um, which has been one of my favorite games to play in this year, uh, even even the little thumper, I've always I'm still struggling to figure out how his character works. Um, yet I get to walk around in your world, and it feels fleshed out. It feels real. It feels realized, and uh, it's been. I mean, the fact I don't I don't care if it's not official. I don't care if when we're playing Star Wars. If we're actually following any of the canon, I care about our characters. I care about what what's happening to Valen and 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 the crew of the Bilal. What's happening to Bob Kaplansky and his and his misfit Ghostbusters and and you know what's happening to our adventurers trapped in that realm in Ravenloft. And those, uh, even though they're set in other people's creations, Dodd, the characters and the stories you've made, the atmosphere, no one else could make the stories that you've done. I mean, that's just flat out that's fact and 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 to care so much about those characters in three separate campaigns has been a real treat for me well i i gotta say it's, it's been fun creating these worlds for you guys and i think i'm finding my strength as a game master i'm good at doing short <coughs> i can do the epic michael bay big blowy up moments but i'm kind of liking long form stuff because ravenloft i'm having a lot of fun putting together and in the new year as i know cassie had expressed interest in this we're probably going to do a long form shadow run game 
Yes. Oh, well, I might. I'm like, super I, in. I offered this to you in our Embers debrief, um, Dot. I know you've had an express interest in being a player more, and, and Shadowrun's your baby, but if you want to play in Shadowrun... Oh, yeah, well, we will pass back and forth, we, we can, baby, we just can, like we can, we can throw the baton back and forth, absolutely. Um, I wanted to, because I only want to do like an hour of this. I don't want to talk for too long. Um, one thing I noticed in, in our 2016 seasons... Uh, I mean, it's, whatever. We, we talk about how we, we, we reset in October. In 2016, our stories got a little more serious. We, we got some really funny episodes. We got some great, great laughs, some good one-liners, stuff that I wish we were selling T-shirts for. But also, we got uh, down and dirty and dark with, with some of our stories. Uh, we played with some very serious themes, even in Power Rangers and, and certainly in Ravenloft and, and with the Edmonton crew. Um, you, you've had your serious moments in, in games like The Strange and, uh, and, and to a degree even in Deadlands where you know there was some real tension between the characters. Uh, what has that felt like? Do you think that we're maturing in the way we're telling our stories or, you know, or are we still just doing everything for laughs or are we getting I more comfortable? I think we're getting more confident. Getting more comfortable in 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 playing like like Ori. I want to talk uh, uh, with uh, with you with uh, uh, Dogs in the Vineyard. Uh, sure, was a dark game that dealt with some real like like questionable morals and and themes and um and and it was and and yet we didn't really play it up for jokes. Uh, and yeah, and really I mean, interesting. Yeah, and I mean like I've I've played some campaigns that have definitely turned into like complete utter chaos but Paranoia. like yeah um, <laughs> oh wow yeah that still triggers that. cassie that still triggers <laughs> paranoia you know they've just put out paranoia too like dodds or uh, derek burrows got the new print of paranoia so we will return in a campaign i'm calling journey to the center of the outside <laughs> what? All right. I'm assuming you're asking me to be on. Oh no, there's no asking. The friend computer will require your presence. <laughs> I have a feeling <laughs> and, and you can thank well. JP. We'll find a way. Our, our mutual friend JP has created a JavaScript program with a computer voice <laughs> that I can type in his responses, and the computer will may or may not respond with exactly what I type in, or it may jumble up the responses or replace it with spam. It will be up to the script that JP has created. <laughs> Oh my so, god. As the game master, I will not even have con- complete control over the responses of our friend the computer. But we must you guys trust are him. You're going to get inundated with <laughs> just like re- just like repeated exclamations of I need scissors 61. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. I think I broke Cassie again. She's There's like a very stunned, stunned look from across the room. Oh no. <laughs> Oh man! Every paranoia game is an experiment. <laughs> it's something new I, and wonderful. I don't know whether to be overjoyed or horrified. <laughs> Indigo it, chainsaw in a room full of robots. Joyified. I, have, I have mixed. I have very mixed feelings right now. They're <laughs> <laughs> kind of all over the place. Why don't we but, take uh, a quick break? I've got some messages here. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, two, two of the terrible warriors. While, while Cassie's recovering. All right. Two of the terrible <laughs> warriors who couldn't make it today uh, sent us messages for us to listen to. The first one. Uh, uh, she, she's been a constant presence on the show and yet uh, isn't able to make it out to many of them uh, from YouTube, uh, Erica Sabo. Uh, she was part, I think the last game was it Evangelion? Yep, but Probably. she's supposed to be in Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah, I know. So so I uh, asked her. She was actually going to make it out tonight, uh, and at the last minute had to back out because of work. Cond- she's one of the stalwart 
like holiday retail people. Uh, so you know, I don't Whoops. even know what that what noise was. was. That? that was that was from West. That was my phone. That my bad. Retail intensified gonna, for a I'm second. I'm gonna put there. you guys on mute. And uh, here's a uh, a message from uh, from Erica. Okay. Hi everybody. Hi Terrible Warriors crew. This is Erica Sabo. I uh, unfortunately could not be in the studio tonight because of work. But I wanted to send off a little message to y'all to let you know that I'm wishing you all happy holidays and specifically to the crew I want to say thank you so much for so many amazing campaigns with Terrible Warriors. I remember my first one with Mike doing West End Games Star Wars and it was one of the most fun, scary experiences I've ever had in my life and it really helped build that sense of... Um, improvisation I guess and it really helps me with my YouTube channel and it's something that's really reflected on what I do now now my last campaign with everybody was Neon Genesis Evangelion once again with Mike and I just I look back at that moment so fondly because I feel like I was able to come so far from the beginning you know it's always a pleasure to um, to record with each and every one of you I've had I've had such a wonderful time, and I really hope that in the new year I can join you again. I would really love that. So everybody listening um, and to the crew, honestly, happy holidays and have uh, have a safe, fun time with your families or friends. I'll catch you all later. Cheers. Thanks, Erica. We love you, Erica. Thank you. We miss you, I Erica. I wish you no particular harm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Erica, one of the other players who like we like to break on this show. Uh, with our, yeah, I forgot how am I going to scare the crap out of Erica with Jason Voorhees next year? Oh this will be fun. She's going to be the screamer <laughs> oh, of the group. Yeah. So uh, we also have some letters in from uh, from from. Uh, Listeners who sent in some stories. I used uh, Luke uh, sent stuff in that I used in the last uh, fireside chat. Uh, well, our very own Volsar Dodd, uh, who was a part of hey. our Ravenloft game, and um, uh, he wanted to send us in a story. He sent me in a bunch of stories, but I only want to get to the one. Uh, we were in Terrible Warriors. Our stories are constantly going off the rails to the point where it's a trope, where you just like drink every time the story goes off the rails, uh, <laughs> and. One Sorry. of <laughs> one of <laughs> one of Volsar's uh, West, great experiences. Sorry, West Gun who brought us the glory of Donald Dump. <laughs> Donald Dump. I did a thing. I did a thing. <laughs> I think you accidentally created something more powerful than all of us combined. Um, Who's as strong as my character? <laughs> one of uh, one of his great experiences uh, happened with a homebrew game they were playing. I don't know if you all remember MMO uh, Champions Online, but they were um, oh, yeah. they were playing. Uh, a, a homebrew version of Champions Online, and they were playing pre-neutral characters, he says. We weren't evil, but we felt the need to work outside the law due to the limitations of it. Because of this, we were branded villains and had an encounter with the Iron Man of the universe named the Defender, who uh, stuck up as a stereotypical paladin in D&D. But since we were still not evil, we tried diplomacy. I rolled a numerical value to decide how good I was and then would back it up with roleplay and rolled a one. So my character immediately walked up with a smart-ass attitude and went, Listen, Defender, I know you got this whole holier-than-thou thing going on, at which point took a repulsor blast to the face and we rolled for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds a little all too familiar to some of the things that have happened in our games. Especially... That classic. <laughs> Especially... What? <laughs> true, true. 
Anytime, anytime you feel like you're completely in control of a situation, it's like let let me tell it's you. Like, <laughs> nope. Let me tell you something. Uh, oh, I just lost the name of the character. Never mind. That whole bit's wrong. Um, the d- 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 Zapdos. Remember that was like years ago. I don't know what that's going. Oh yes, yeah, Zapdos. Like, it's like let me tell you something. And then everything's dead. Yeah, the Pokemon game. Yeah. Yeah. Or even yeah. when you tried to knock out, uh, we went to go hail Rocket and take out uh, Professor Oak. Yeah, it turns out uh, <laughs> turning against people that are literally playing with you at the same table is uh, the same number of stats. That's yeah. uh, a pretty good story moment. Though, also, turns out Professor Oak is jacked ass. Yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> yeah, I wish. I want to take. Was, I'm still like, I look back on that just baffled. Like the actor like, who's it's playing. Such a, it's such an anime moment of the frail, <laughs> the frail old ripping off his man. shirt. Like punch hits his face, and then he just like turns his face towards the fish. Julian like, had given like, me like really high strength rolls. degrees around, and it's like you have made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's like he's like a professor of Pokemon who bench presses. Is like his Venusaur, right? Yeah, like, oh, he's, he's like, like a Master Roshi guy. He just like, just his shirt rips out, and like he's just impossible. Have you seen the larger. images? Have you seen the images of Gene Simmons uh, getting ready to play the role of Commissioner Gordon in the new Batman film? <laughs> what? No. It, 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 that's I got the actor's name right. Gene right? Simmons. No, guys, no, 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 not Gene. No, uh, what? what's his name? His na- last name Simmons, isn't it? I don't know. No, it's Gary Oldman. No, it's not Gary Oldman in the new one with Affleck. Oh, in, shit. In the new oh, Batman. That's Jeremy Irons. No, not oh, Jeremy wait, Irons. That was Alfred. That's, he plays Alfred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's, it's, it's Simmons. The last name guy is Simmons. J.K. Simmons. It's J.K. Simmons. It's J.K. Rowling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. J.K. Simmons. Who was J. Jonah Jameson as well in the Spider-Man films. And he's If you just Google up Batman Simmons, the first image is him at the just jacked and he's exactly what I picture Professor Oak is this like <laughs> little old man with just muscles yes. he's just made of muscles I just have to say about the Pokemon games that uh, one of my favorite things aside from Cassie shooting Gary Oak of course is uh, the chemistry that Justin and Ori have as their characters because it's just like it's hilarious just Oak going, are you a boy or a girl? I am a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the uh, we have another message, uh, Wes, uh, from uh, one of your own, from Will Mitchell. Uh, he oh. uh, was going to join us on Skype tonight. He wasn't unable to join us on Skype tonight, so he sent us a message. Here's what he had to say. Hello, fellow terrible warriors, and to our great and terrible listeners. Uh, Will Mitchell here from the Edmonton Crew. Uh, just giving my fond regards at the end of the year. <laughs> uh, sorry I was not able to be there live today, um, but uh, I just want to say I've had a great time working with the Edmonton crew on our shows. Um, I had a fabulous time, in fact. Uh, there was a lot of fun moments working with these guys. Uh, I got to meet a lot of great people through this, start some excellent friendships. Uh, as well, we got to play a lot of great systems. Uh, it was my first time playing a gumshoe system. It had been high on my list for years. Uh, we got to make some cool characters, uh, have uh, a lot of fun with that. Uh, and the plots were awesome. We got to do a lot of good exploration with Derek and the sweet stories he put together. Uh, and I'm, I'm just generally really happy to be a part of this thing we all do. Uh, so uh, all the best in the new year. And I'm uh, very happy with what we've done so far. But uh, I can't wait to see what we do in the future. Uh, again, 
apologies that I couldn't be there, but uh, have fun and keep it up. Will Mitchell, everybody. Hey. 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 Oh, yeah. He's he's an absolute blast to play There's with. a part like, listening to his message going like, he's, he's, he's he planning something? Like he was, hello there, terrible warriors. Like, <laughs> he was like, sitting in like this laboratory. He's like, you have five minutes to disarm my plan before I take over the world. And we're going, like, what the pity, damn boy. <laughs> what the pity. <laughs> you did not arrive five minutes sooner. <laughs> You know, I said it in Suicide Squad and I meant it. What the pity. All right. I said it in Suicide Squad and I meant it. There has not been a moment uh, since I've known Will Mitchell that he has not put a smile on my face. He's just that kind of, you know, jovial kind of guy. He's just got this great personality that he brings to every game, no matter what character he's playing. And he's like a wide stuff. range of characters too, right? So. Yes. He's probably got the widest range of all of us. Like, admittedly, I usually end up playing the muscle of the group, and uh, Cam and Wes kind of go back and forth playing, like, the charisma mouthpiece, but it almost seems like Will's got, like, the best, like, range of characters. I'll, I'll have you know, Shane, that I, I just default to the general clusterfuck of the group. <laughs> it's worked so far. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I've got one more letter from one last listener. I mean, he sent it in, so I might as well. You, uh, if you remember, Josh Hastings has made a couple appearances as an NPC in uh, in some of our games. Uh, I believe he was a UN security person on Suicide Squad. Oh, that poor boy. And he was uh, on our on our ill-fated mission to the Predator planet on uh, Embers of the Jedi, and um, it survived, by the way, uh, but still had to collect a bunch of bodies. Uh, so that that uh, we could uh, experiment on the stormtrooper armor that we picked up. I don't know. It was it was it was a convoluted plot. Uh, but he did mention <laughs> they, they played their own mutants and master game that they had in a DC theme. So maybe uh, Rabbit, as his character is called, will uh, uh, maybe there's an idea here for Suicide Squad if you ever return to it. Rabbit had a particular power, and that Rabbit was perfectly normal. Not a really great in stats, didn't have a big costume, walked around looking like, but he was called Rabbit because his superpower was based on luck and based on probability and based on if the most luckiest thing could happen at any given moment, it would happen to Rabbit. A whole building could fall on him and he'll end up in that little pocket of air and be able to climb out without a scratch on him. That's the kind of luck that Rabbit had. And and he could even use it on as a hero point in Mutant Masterminds. You get hero points you can spend and one of his superpowers was to spend a hero point to edit a scene and edit Rabbit into that scene however he wanted and however he could justify. So they had a a, a bit here. I'm just going to pair it because it's, it's a long story. But uh, the they had a mission to uh, uh, break into Star Labs in Metropolis and appropriate some information. Now, they had the rooftop and had a plan. Their major, their group, had a suggestion to create a huge distraction in the form of, like, apparently two fiery mammoth illusions fighting out in the lab and everyone was going to get distracted and start fighting each other. Um, Rabbit hung back, didn't get involved at all in this plan and explained that he was going to get his own way inside but remained coy and uh, and waited out. As, as the group was going through, Rabbit used the just-in-time 
edit ability that he had to inject himself into a scene. The whole group fights their way through and sees Rabbit in the building escorting a scientist around and explained that while the others were busy with their distraction and infiltration, he took out his cell phone, swiftly found the contact details of a head researcher through some fortunate keystrokes, gave the guy a call, bluffed that he was a hired merc and couldn't help but notice there was something on the loose outside, offering to keep him safe while others went nuts. And luckily, the researcher was rich and that special kind of person that would trust a random stranger for their safety and gave Rabbit access to the building and help him re- uh, help the researcher around keep himself keep them safe for the rest of the day and had unfettered access to the building while some poor sods jumpiness having gotten paid was scouting things out in the open while his companions continued to sneak around beware the lucky is how the message ended and uh, so maybe uh, that gave me an idea for some future characters playing around with probability if we ever return to uh, like Tom's uh, uh, Silver Age wild talents or oh, if yeah. we if we take on more DC Suicide Squad uh, I think uh, playing around with some character who's ridiculously lucky in all scenes would just frustrate the GM just just right enough yeah it sounded really uh, really <laughs> particularly OP for basically like I'm just gonna be fine in every situation well we but- dealt with an OP character in our embers game too it happens true, true. uh every now and then characters come through who's gonna drop the fucking death star on them <laughs> yeah, exactly right <laughs> just be like oh yeah here's second brother and third brother and fourth brother and fifth brother and now you got eight Sith you know Lords. what his powers can't defend against explosive diarrhea fine <laughs> fuck you oh my character valen already did that to a bunch of guards <laughs> see here you go oh, defend geez. against this asshole yeah. that's uh some dark I, side I, points I, I i i didn't actually get a dark side point but i did place a uh, and hypnotic suggestion in their minds like you need to abandon your post and go to the washroom now but I rolled so high that the hypnotic suggestion didn't break and then we got frozen in carbonite for 20 years and we have no idea the outcome of those guards <laughs> but it's my head cannon that they never, they never recovered irritable <laughs> bowel syndrome for the rest of his life those, All poor, right. those poor bastards I was going to say there um I don't what know I, if anybody remembers the character, the Disney character, Gladstone Gander, but Rabbit is basically evil Gladstone Gander. Was he a duck? Oh, he yeah. He was a duck. Yeah, he was, okay. he's, he was a, he's part of the Donald Duck family tree, is which he? is really, yeah. Google it up on Wikipedia. Like, there's a Wikipedia it's a, article. It's a tree, there, but there's, there's, like, there's no connecting branches. No, there are. No, they are. They are all <laughs> connected. Do you want to know how Scrooge McDuck is related to Donald Duck? It's all, like, it's Scrooge he's McDuck's sister. Yeah, but, like, they're all but named. But who's his dad? That's no, they, what I it's all know. named. Donald Duck's dad is the only question mark on the tree. Donald Duck inherited his mother's what about, surname. What about Huey doing Louis' parents? Uh, oh, though they've got both of their names. That's uh, Donald Duck's sister. And it's and so, she's and got a whole story. Oh no no and then no and then it goes back to it's like uh, I don't know uh, uh, Hester McScrooge McDuck or whatever and gets you into Scotland that way. All right. Yeah. It's well, all there. I will. Well, I will, there. I will verify. It's by Looking at that wiki. Later. Maybe we're gonna end up but having. To, we're gonna have to do like a Ducktales uh, RPG now, just so oh, we can really get into the heavy should like a, lineage. Should do like a Disney afternoon <laughs> cinematic stick universe. Stick our, strange, so. stick our characters from the Strange and Duckburg or something. Oh please, yeah, God, yeah. No. <laughs> Last ten minutes. I wanted. To, I wanted to bring, uh, just like oh, quickly Les, make a point. Ahead, Dory, uh, Ori, Ori, Dory. Yeah. Ori has the floor. Finding Ori. I was yeah. Disney you, Pixar's Finding Ori. You did it. You found me. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> um, I was just going to make a quick point off the, the end of that letter of just like, that's been something I've really liked about the last year, uh, the games that we've played. There's been a lot of mechanics in the systems we've used where like the 
there's been stuff like that where there's roles or, or points on your character that you can or that you can just bring up uh, that have more of a, more of a plot or or uh, RP significance than like combat, and that like that's been really fun like seeing situations like that where Rabbit was just like like pulling this crazy scene out of his ass. Um, we've done stuff like that too, and yeah, and like not no, not, not always me. like not always like hilarious, but like in serious scenes as well. Like, like me I a like bit of Alistair like in our very first Matrix game when uh, he came face to face with the guards in the in the hall, and I'm like, oh, uh, we're the cleaning staff. We're supposed to be here, and I just grab a mop from the wall, and away I go. Yeah, and they're like, exactly. oh yeah, yeah, sure, okay, we'll go clean up the control room back there. And they just let us in. Yeah, and I just <laughs> I like I like how like. The, a lot of the games that we've played, the ones I like the most are where the mechanics really play into the role play. Um, and that, that's just been fun. My, my, one of my favorite dice mechanics uh, this year was Dogs in the Vineyard. It, it, it's yeah. a game I'd love that to go so back and play. That was so much fun. That was really fun. Uh, because uh, uh, Dodge, Shane, Wes, you, you haven't played the game. You you roll all your dice um, at once at the beginning of the, of, of the round. Uh, as soon as anything that has stakes that could fail are, are determined, you'd be like, these are the stakes. Here's we go. You roll your stats in, but you don't add any of the dice together. They're essentially like cards in your hand, and you are pushing them forward two or more at a time, adding them in back and forth in like this arm wrestle with the game or with another player or with the, the game master. Um, going back and forth. I see your 12 with my 13 and I reverse the turns with one of these dice and kept going back and forth and, it, and at no point is anyone ever really in the lead or, 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 or dealing anything and you keep going until someone is out of dice and if you're out of dice you can escalate by adding in items or more stats like I go physical so now you add in all your physical stats and you start hitting the person. You can choose do I back off or do I escalate and it really felt like you were having to resolve this conflict Sure. In a way I've never seen like expressed in a game using dice before quite that uh, elegantly. Yeah. And I just like how it, like uh, what I have the most fun doing uh, on this show is just like being able to bounce off of each other. Like, yeah. like just have like fun in the room with our characters. And, Keep like, swinging the ball back yeah, and forth. Yeah. And, oh, it's yeah. Not, and we don't always like we don't necessarily always have to be like like goofy off the wall stuff. But like like when we're just legitimately like. Playing our characters off each other and having this fun chemistry, like it's it's super fun to just see like that story unfold. That's why I love the Powered by Apocalypse games. That's why I, I like Worldwide Wrestling, the RPG, and 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 Monster yeah, Hearts. that that like I've I've had no like connection to that that wrestling one, but it sounds like the most fun in the world. It was it was insane. It was yeah. I, I I I had people that were fans of wrestling that had never played RPGs, people who were into RPGs that never played wrestling, and put them at the table together. And what we created in those four hours was was just magic. And uh, we'll be returning to that next year as well. Uh, I know um, uh, people that have been in that show have been getting me in touch with other comedians and other wrestlers who now want to play this game after hearing about it. So uh, that'll be something. Anyways, we're running out of time uh, on, on our fire. The, the, that fire is burning out of control. It is. Uh, it is really. We're gonna um, die. It's not. Uh, let's check in on that. Let's, Why has that detector I, not gone? Oh off? my good. Well, that's oh. out. I, oh god, I, the detector's on fire. I think the detector got melted. I, I don't think. So hey, while, while I mean, we don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. <laughs> oh! 
while, while the while the world burns around us. Listen, we didn't start the fire. It was always burning. <laughs> we didn't. I think I've made that joke maybe three times on this show this year. Oh, well, Something God. about setting fire I just to the ask rain. My last question. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom's at the floor. Let's get going. This is my fault for bringing oh, no, everyone. The, fi- the fire's getting into the disco. Got <laughs> uh, the Taco Bell. Ah! So on Thursday last week, I asked everyone what what were they most looking forward to playing in the next year. Uh, I got I got some answers from Steve as well, and um, uh, just one at a time. Just as we wrap up the show, uh, uh, Ori, what? Uh, not, not, not not Ori. We, we were just talking. Cassie, oh, what? Okay. We'll get to you, Ori. <laughs> Cassie, what game would you most like to, uh, or or what would what are you hoping to experience in the Terrible Warriors next year? So, you know what? Uh, I still haven't done this and I've been talking about doing this, but I would actually like to consider possibly for this upcoming year uh, actually running a game. Woo! Yes! Uh, and and something that I, I would need, obviously, the support of a lot of the crew, uh, and I don't know how much of the crew watches this show, but I actually really want to do a Steven Universe game. You 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 pitched me on this show when we were driving out to Dodds for his dude, birthday, and dude, I, I haven't watched Steven it yet. Universe. But I want to watch. Considering it how much I'm poking Derek to do something with Gravity Falls, I think a Steven Universe game would be a damn good idea. Ah, huh, thank you. <laughs> and then we can do a Gravity Falls Steven Universe crossover episode dude, between Edmonton dude. and Toronto. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that'd be so good. It'll be, that sounds somehow Mewtork will be involved. I yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and As he travels the multiverse. He's, some, he's somehow also a gem. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Somehow he became, I could just, <laughs> became a gem I could warrior. Just he, got, he got all the... And then, like Ford Pine just going, oh, not this douchebag again. <laughs> he, he's so the, far, he's the gem Mewtork that... Mewtork and Professor Oak are the unofficial mascots of this show. <laughs> Mewtork would be the, uh, the gem that somehow oh. represents all the Chaos Emeralds. This is all with it, now, and now it's Sonic. Yes. <laughs> it yes. always, it all comes back. It's, it's always So, uh, I guess, Ori, there's no point in asking your question because you, you, your answer is Sonic. No. <laughs> How oh, many, t- okay, I've had to make this distinction so many times. I never want to do a Sonic campaign. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. Come on, Chaos Crew. I did that do for- it. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 spent, I spent enough time in my youth. We get to youth. make all of our own Sonic OCs. Do oh, not steal. <laughs> you can make the music for the campaign. I'm pretty sure I lit all of those sketchbooks on fire <laughs> in high school. They oh, will never man. ever be found. Um, maybe you'd have to convince me pretty hard. I've had a, I had an idea for like a. Uh, a Sega Cinematic Universe one for a long time. Oh. Um, I actually also really wanted to do a Metal Gear Solid oh, campaign. Oh, dude. Dude. Cool. Where you get to, like, like I, I just wanted to, like, a thing where we get to be, like, uh, the next generation of Foxhound or something. Like, that would be super fun. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. I like we'll do it. That. I don't know. Uh, Shane, what would you like to do in 2017? Uh, I've actually got a couple of plans for 2017. Uh, that having said that, starting out 2017, I'm probably not going to be around for a couple of the games because I do have some training that I need to do in Ontario. Uh, having said that, if at all possible, I'd love to get in on a game with you guys in Toronto, if at all possible. Yeah, Heck yeah, always absolutely. We'd love to have you. Mm-hmm. You've been interested in the in the wrestling game, right, Shane? Oh yeah. I've, I've yeah. wanted to do something with the wrestling game for a while now, but I don't think the Edmonton crew is yeah. like depending on when we record developed it, if, if, enough if, to do like what I want to do with it yet. Yeah, I mean, basically, 
my idea is for the Edmonton crew to have its own wrestling brand and for us to feud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you, like, want, you guys we, have the Monday have, Night War. We would have like the Thursday, Thursday Throwdown. Throwdown. Yeah. Yes. You'll, be, you'll be 205 live. Yeah. You'll, hey, hey, hey. I actually want to be a good show. And then we'll have Monday Night War versus the Thursday Throwdown. And the winner of that match uh, will like have ownership of the promotion. And it takes over. Exactly. Yeah. Like, whoever wins, nice. whoever wins, finally gets to be known as the worst weekday. Is it Monday <laughs> or Thursday? But as for actual games, uh, like Cassie, I actually want to try uh, running some games myself. Like I've been talking for a while now. Ever since uh, we started talking about doing uh, an Edmonton, uh, I've wanted to do a Shadowrun game of my own. But because it's my very first time. Not only doing anything as PM, but doing anything Shadow Run. I actually have the beginner box that we that I plan to do something. Nice. With. And the other thing, like I've got a few ideas, but for the immediate future, what I want to do is the Shadow Run game, and I also want to do a game based on Titanfall. Oh, sweet! Oh, you got Dodds in oh, on that. Yeah. Robots, you say. Derek and I have already started Robits. talking about it, and he's given me ideas for systems that I can use for it. So. There's a good chance that uh, when I when I come back to the Edmonton crew in March, uh, probably March, April, or something like that, that I'll be running a game. I want in on Titanfall. <laughs> Called it. I'll I'll see if we can make that happen over Skype because I'd love to have you in for a Titanfall. Uh, Wes, uh, 2017 it doesn't have to be. I want to run a game. It sounds like everyone wants to run a game next year, which is great because that it'll give Derek and Dodd and myself a chance to actually be players again. Um, yes. I, and, I, and I and I love that idea that the next year is going to be a year of new beginnings for new game masters coming to the show. Uh, but Wes, what would you like to be? Uh, what 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 game uh, or character or something that we haven't touched on yet? What what's something that you would really like to explore? Well, there's there's actually two things I'm kind of looking forward to 2017. Um, as some of you know, like I'm pretty busy with like being in the 404s and also um, being involved. Like I run a, a live action role playing game out here as well. So I've been really, I might run something like I, I was pitching to Derek about possibly doing something transformers related. Cause I'm, I'm a big fan of transformers. Uh, but on the flip side of that, as far as playing, like um, I really want to revisit deadlands, like really bad. Yes. I want to do the follow up to deadlands. Yeah, like, that ended on a great note with rock and roll music and motorcycles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 like, me and Will had just, like, just a stupid amount of fun doing that. Like, it was just, it was almost surreal doing that show. Like, like me and uh, Will and Shane, we have pretty natural chemistry, as, as I'm sure you've heard already, right? But the, there was just something about that particular recording. No, you uh, two jacked never... right into each other, and it was... I don't know if it was the first, but I think it was the first time we'd ever had only two players uh, <laughs> in, in a game. And it convinced me to have the courage to go ahead with Dogs in the Vineyard with only three players. And the, the, the power that, that having that kind of small group at a table and how different the game becomes when you're not dealing with a, a larger group. Like, I think the largest we ever did was with the Sprawl, where I had six or seven players at the table. Um, yeah, I loved Deadlands, and I loved uh, editing it and putting in the theme music and, and just hearing what weird shenanigans you two came up with next. So, Well, yeah, and the, and the way Derek did it, too, was just friggin' brilliant, where he was, like, doing, like, flashbacks and yeah. montages, and, like, it felt like a TV show. Well, right? and that like, your campaign was the final episode in that TV show or the season finale going yeah, into exactly. 
And like he was like, oh, you know, it might be a mid-season finale. It might be like you know, like a season finale. And then like because it had been very lighthearted, like you know, very Briscoe County Junior esque all the <laughs> way through. And then like that last moment, it turned like right super. Yeah, that's like where you that. went off NBC and have now been put over to the CW in your completely different show. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was it was unreal, and like like when we were done playing, and me, uh, Will, and Derek were looking at each other and went, "Wow, like that that like knocked it out of the park." I mean, and that's not to say that all that I've done with Terrible Warriors hasn't been fantastic. Like Nightbane was absolutely hilariously fun. The Strange has been stupid fun. Um, yeah, you're returning you know, to the Strange. We've got new episodes of that coming out in January. Yeah, exactly, and like uh, that's gonna be that's the, the last the last bit of recording we did for that was just again awesome. I uh, can't I can't spoil anything for anybody who's gonna be listening to that, but it's really good. But you know, just like there was just something about that that I really want to touch on again, right? And uh, Dodd, I think I know uh, you want to be a player in 2017, and uh, what uh, what sort of characters would you like to uh, enjoy? I want to step away from combat focused characters, like. When like last last or two years ago rather, I backed a Kickstarter called Freeport, the City of Adventure, which is for Pathfinder. I have a character that's officially canon in Pathfinder, yeah. uh, known as Thera. She's a sorcerer. She's a th- she's a skill based character. I don't do combat. I mean, I'm good enough with a bow to survive, but I want to. I want more thinking people's characters. I want to be able the talk my way out. I'd rather be the bard than the barbarian. That's sort of what I want to do this year, because one of the things I've learned watching and GMing a lot of people, combat's one way to get things done, sure, but as Cassie said, you know, I'm going to hit this motherfucker. I want to do more, hey, sort of thing, and really get into the role play of the characters because I think everybody in this group has elevated us to a point where we can start telling more involved, deeper stories. Yeah, I agree. And that's what I want this year in terms of what I want to run this year. Shadowrun, look forward to it. I'm going to tap into that horror again and give you some call of Cthulhu this year. There was some scary, scary stuff in Ravenloft where uh, those episodes haven't aired yet, but uh, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything about what happens. There is a serious moment where I wondered if dead by Dawn's light was going to be a literal campaign title where we, we, we all looked at each other realizing it all comes down to this dice roll. And if it doesn't work, Mathematically, we're all dead. Oh yeah, no, Whoa. it was really scary. And, 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 we, it was wow. nuts. And, and there was like a quiet in the room where we're it going was. like, "Oh no, we can't joke around anymore because one by one we're being picked off." <laughs> we're all just and looking at each other like, "Are we gonna? Are we? Is this, is this gonna it? be a complete party wipe? Is this actually <laughs> happening?" And it wasn't like in in paranoia or other games where, or, or even even after the bomb, where it ends with you know in the final moment. This wasn't the like final moment. This was this was somewhere in the middle. This wasn't supposed to go that way. And here oh, we were man. going like. Holy shit, Dodd, are you really are you really doing this? And yeah, it was um, more of those moments of dread. That's what I would like in nice. this show. Like uh, we do the jokes really well on Terrible Warriors. We do the camaraderie and the chemistry really well. And I think because of that, as a group and as a family, we can start playing with those darker themes and start seeing, you know, where where will the sad lead us? Where 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 oh, yeah. where's the tragedy? Where's where's the darkness? And then that's gonna make the funny moments even well, funnier. Oh sure. yeah, that's sure. that contrast, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. From season one, 
we we used to have conversations where we were afraid to kill the players. Yeah. Now we, we want to. Now you're now, now you're aiming for it. Yeah, like we can now accept a character death. Well, dogs in the vineyard. Now I can take off the stun rounds. I think I mentioned it in Dogs of the Vineyard. It felt like the first game as a GM where I wasn't throwing my punches. Yeah. Where I was I was yeah. giving you everything and I, I had to try and prevent you from stopping these bad guys' plans. And I liked that a yeah. lot. Like that was like, awesome. Just not feeling like there's a safety net beneath you, like that's fantastic. Yeah. Like when you think back to um uh to mutants like the or uh, after the bomb, like there's no reason that Maverick should have survived any of that last episode. <laughs> Literally everything I was doing was towards he's gonna yeah, be yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I broke and, and your arm. Somehow did. I broke your arm. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, I'll tell you what. I'll I got kill, a big boo boo. I'll kill you in the sequel. Yay! <laughs> well, right, no. For the terrible warriors and our fireside special, I want to wish everyone a happy new year. Uh, it was it, this was a tough year to get through, uh, but a new year is a new clean slate. Tabula Rasa. We got new games. We got new stories to tell. This song's about to wrap up, so I'm just gonna hit loop on it because. Uh, but, 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 there we go. Uh, hey. <laughs> seamless. seamless. Totally seamless. seamless. I'm a pro. <laughs> uh, I, I want to thank uh, the the five of you for joining me and for uh, for Cam or for well Cam Dunn on on Thursday and uh, Julian and uh, Tom. I got to mention everyone. Fuck and Steve and uh, the rest. But also, but today oh, I was yeah, the rest. And, and <laughs> Will. But, we but, all love. We love you all. But uh, yeah, and for guys. for Will and thank Erica you. and your message and to our <laughs> listeners who who wrote in with their letters and to everyone who supported us and supported us on Patreon. Even if you're not supporting us on Patreon, 105,000 downloads. Can you this crazy year. fucking believe like, that shit? It's That's insane. Fantastic. We That's did incredible. it. And 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 we're not even. We haven't even gotten started yet. Uh, new stories for 2017. New new mechanics. Uh, going back to some of the classics uh, and, and and playing entirely new games and an entirely new way of telling our stories. Uh, we're gonna have new ta- players around the table. We're gonna the Edmonton and Toronto. We're gonna start crossing over and. Uh, I'm feeling really optimistic about what's coming up next. It's going to be a good year. Yep, I'm excited. So for our fireside chat and for our very end of the year, the last last bit of 2016, uh, I have been Justin Eacock, and here in the Toronto studio, I've been joined by... Ori Faulkner. Have a happy holidays, everybody. Be excellent to each other. 2017, yeah, remix, <laughs> DJ, <laughs> turn it up. <laughs> And I have been Cassie D20 Love Chew. Thank you guys so much for listening to us this year. It's been a blast. We love making this stuff for you. Uh, happy holidays. Have a happy new year. We'll see you in 2017. And uh, from still here in Ontario, our game master extraordinaire. That's right. Mike the Birdman Dodd saying, in your tender moments this holiday season, in your most intimate moments, make them call you Dodd. Okay. And uh, out there in Edmonton, soon to be here in Ontario, uh, we were joined by. Uh, Yeah, that's you. Yeah, it's it's you, buddy. It's you. Yeah. I was going to let Wes go first again. No. You go first. Okay. You earned it now. This is your moment. This is your shot. Uh, This is Shane Fitzgerald of the Edmonton crew, uh, wishing you all uh, new beginnings, new adventures, and hopefully some new friends in 2017. And rounding up, last but not least, the Hobo Mancer himself. <laughs> Hobo Mancer? Oh, you know that's the day you die, John. You know it. I deserve that. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody in the Terrible Warriors. Um, 
thank you again for all the uh, the downloads and all the great memories and all that fun jazz and all that other sappy stuff. Uh, see you all in 2017 for whatever I decide to cook up for my next wacky character concept next. <laughs> and until next time, thank you for listening, sharing, reviewing, and especially here at the end of the year, thank you for being a terrible warrior. Thanks for not being a prick.